We'll stay in Lytton for the next uh, bit of this half hour. It's the one-year anniversary of that devastating and deadly wildfire that tore through the area, including the town of Lytton, the Lytton First Nation, which is nearby. Uh, joining us now is Chief Matt Pascoe. He's the chair of the Inklakoma Nation Tribal Council. Thanks so much for your time tonight. Oh, there he is. Chief Pascoe, can you hear me? Yes, thanks for having me. Oh, you're welcome. Uh, Tell me a bit about today. How was it? For, how was it? Uh, how was it for you as you look back at one year and the progress that's been made or lack thereof, and just uh, what this day means to 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 everyone in the area? Well, um, I think for myself, it's uh, you know, there's certainly mixed emotions. Um, you know, you, 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 we know that uh, so many people were negatively affected in some of the harshest ways losing everything that they had. And um, as of today, still looking for some of the bare essentials to, you know, to get through uh, each day. So it's quite difficult. And I think for a lot of people, it is certainly um, mentally difficult as well as emotionally difficult for them. I know that um, that you've been working alongside, that the Tribal Council has been working alongside the province and so on, on trying to get... Um, well, first of all, there's there's a lot of archaeological work that needs to be done, but also working on the rebuild. How is that progressing, and, and where are the successes, and where are the challenges? Good question. No, there, there's been some really good accomplishments. Uh, you've identified arc work. Uh, the whole area of archaeology is uh, near and dear to us, um, but at the same time, you know, we want to expedite and ensure that uh, all people that had homes and properties and such are able to get back into their into their um, place and, and start the rebuild process. And, and we understood that ARC work was something that uh, could be a potential uh, bottleneck for that. And, and the Tribal Council worked very hard with the province of British Columbia to do that. And without our Tribal Council's uh, hard efforts in that area, those accomplishments would not be made. We've also seen, you know, some really good uh, work in the interim housing area, and um, people are going to be going back into interim housing, so they'll be back in their community um, here shortly, and um, that's always a positive thing. And um, we also are doing a lot of work on on a relief center um, to help uh, deliver food and water and and so on to. Uh, to the area. So there is some, some good work, um, but there's a lot of things that um, need more effort. And yes, I think it was yesterday or in the last few days, the province of British Columbia came out and made a statement on the one year anniversary. And, and in that statement, uh, and I, I somewhat quote, they say that, you know, this has been a, a partnership effort since day one. That's mm-hmm. incorrect. And that is a false statement. Yeah. Okay. We, we just have to go back to the day after, uh, you know, the day following the fire. You know, I, I don't call it a partnership when they're phoning, you know, my, you know, my number and making sure that my cattle are protected and safe, but never once talk about the inflicomic people that were on the run through the night and that the vast majority of the province had no idea where these people were. 
Meanwhile, our tribal council was working diligently to make sure that we were triaging and finding out who was where and, um, you know, making, you know, strong databases to hold that type of information. In the days after that, the province wasn't at all helping us maintain those databases and the information and so on. So you can't make those statements that it was from day one. They, They started helping perhaps a few weeks later. Then there was a lot going on, as you know, and I don't think I need to rehash those things. But uh, again, phoning me about cows and not about uh, people is not something that we call partnership from day one. Different levels, uh, different departments, I guess, uh, not not uh, not getting their story, not getting their priorities straight. Uh, are, are you confident now when you look at uh, at some of what you have accomplished? Because I know there's been a lot of good work done on the archaeological side, and certainly trying to get that expedited, making sure it's done right, but also making sure that it's done quickly. Um, are you confident now that uh, as we as we move forward, that that we will see progress in in some of the things that you've mentioned, and and, and alleviation of some of the frustrations? No, I think the quote that uh, the province put out um, in the last day or so um, leads me questioning how much effort's going to be going on into the future. And I, I can go a bit further. You know, the, the, both the province and the federal governments have been making mass announcements since Christmas time on funding. And yet they make these mass statements on funding without any regard to what a successful outcome would look like. And, and that is deeply concerning to me. And, and there's another component to it. They both make these statements. So they'll go out and, and they'll announce all these large dollars. They have an agreement with us, the so-called relationship that uh, the province is identifying as, you know, having been around since day one. They have not sat down with us to discuss what those funding envelopes are. And in fact, the feds, um, I think it was in March, uh, Minister Blair shows up, makes a mass announcement, of a bit, I believe about $200 million, but never reached out to us to discuss it. And in fact, his office at one time was arguing that they were not a part of the relationship, the commitment letters that uh, the feds uh, signed and committed to being in this partnership with us on. So at first they were actually stating that. Then we have Minister Sajan show up a couple of weeks ago and he phones us maybe a couple of days before, um, you know, just to pretty much indicate that he was showing up. He makes, you know, I think it was a $77 million um, announcement having never discussed it with us whatsoever. And so clearly we're uh, really quite concerning. Chief Pasco, thanks so much for your time. Obviously communication has been a big issue here. I wish you the best of luck in your continued work. I know how important it is to, uh, to the nation, uh, the nation tribal council as well. Um, and thanks for your time tonight. Thank you very much. For most of us, crime is something we see on the news. We never think it could happen to us until it does. Loved ones are gone, and for the survivors, the scars will never heal. I'm Nancy Hickst, a senior crime reporter for Global News. And on this season of Crime Beat, I'll take you inside some of the most serious crime stories I've covered. Season six of Crime Beat is available now on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, 
and all podcast platforms.